Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Watch out you don't get killed. (laughs) Because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. There was one instance over the course of the season where I know we had a player with a mild uh, soft tissue injury that he wanted to play through, and he was instructed, look, if there's a ground ball to second and you're, you're out, we understand if you don't bust it fully. It was a young player and one that, you know, was more likely to err on the side of aggression. So he was given a specific message of let's be a little careful here because, you know, we're on we're on the edge of this becoming something more significant and you missing time. Other than that, the message across the board was be honest with us. Tell us where you're at. Tell us what you have on a given day. But when you're out there, we expect 100% of what you have. Uh, again, I don't sure if that message fully got through on all the occasions that we would want it. I know that historically it had. And uh, obviously, as you heard from Pedro, that's going to be a priority going forward. And my interpretation, a media interpretation, uh, that wasn't right about it, what would you say that is? And honestly, all I can talk to is, you know, what we've tried to accomplish in the past and, more importantly, what we're going to do going forward. I don't think we need to rehash any concerns about, you know, who said what or how it was misinterpreted or any of that. They, they, frankly, at, at this point, it doesn't matter other than that we learn to do it better going forward, and, and we've identified that as an issue and one that's going to be addressed going forward. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7-4. David Hall, Bruce Levine. That was the voice of Rick Hahn, and Bruce was asking the questions, and apparently you were on the White Sox yacht because the wind was blowing and whipping in the background, and good interview Bruce, you got Rick Hahn on the field at Guaranteed Rate Field after the formal portion of Thursday's program. And the topic was effort level. I'll let you take it from here because I think that his answer was revealing. And certainly the fact that you still wondered about this, that's a real important point moving forward because the players, many of them, will be the same. Well, you know, again, it, 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 it gets to the, the point of whether this was messages that uh, the – the team was getting from Tony La Russa and the coaches that was not uh, really 
listened to or not interpreted properly, or this was a, a collective from the front office, from the medical staff, from the training staff, from the manager and coaches that, um, you know, we need, we've had more injuries than most. You have soft tissue issues all over the place. You have to protect yourself when you're out there. We're going to put you out there knowing you're not 100%, but, uh, you know, be smart about it. Well, I think somewhere, David, uh, in the communication, the message was lost because a lot of the guys who were semi-injured and were playing with uh, uh, past soft tissue injuries appeared to take it the whole season rather than just <laughs> initially when they came back from the injury and that uh, it didn't look like the hustle was there for a lot of guys all year long. I agree with you, and I wonder this, Bruce. Nobody who watched the White Sox closely has any trouble understanding what we're talking about. You worried all season long about it becoming a bad habit, you know, chronic malaise, if you will. And I wonder, because Rick Hahn acknowledged your question. He didn't, you know, he didn't dismiss it. He gave it credence because it was a relevant issue that contributed to them being so disappointing. Bruce, in your mind, after seeing who they hired, after hearing the rhetoric from day one, what role did that one aspect play in finding and identifying this guy at this time? Because there were other guys who they may have had more experience. There were other guys who might have different personalities. But were they specifically looking for someone who was going to come in and talk about energy and stress it to the extent that we expect Pedro Grafol to based on his first day? And was that one of the priorities in finding a new manager, somebody who wouldn't tolerate this sort of lackadaisical approach on a day-in, day-out basis? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that stands, David. All, all I can tell you is that the people I talked to, the eye test for most people was that uh, this was a team that wasn't putting out 100% all year, okay? Uh, what was your view of it? Did you... Did you feel uh, that having heard that from Larusa early in the year, um, that uh, this was a situation where it was botched, it was mishandled, or was I mean, was there doubt in your mind after hearing Larusa say, "Hey, we told the players they have to be smart about when they run a ball out." Bruce, I think they took advantage. I think the White Sox players took advantage of the opportunity to not go 100% at all times. And then, whether it's intentional or not, I do think that becomes a habit. And your habits become part of who you are as a player. And that what we saw was the White Sox being underachieving and because they weren't giving 100% effort, because they weren't required to. There was a pass that was given. And I, and I kidded throughout the season, White Sox baseball 2022, trying barely because they were permitted to go 70 80 percent now there might have been valid reasons there might have been you know injury concerns but i think everyone took advantage and what happened on thursday was that we were introduced to somebody who said there's no no more excuses no more alibis and not that he's going to be forcing players to play through pain and injury but i do think he's going to be somebody that if you are in uniform and you are in the lineup you will exert effort 100 percent 100% of the time. Yeah, I hope that's, a, you know, look, uh, I don't think that's ever been a message that a manager hasn't given to players before. But 
David, let me just ask you this. In this modern age of baseball where players, and a lot of them are on the White Sox, who got paid early, um, got millions and millions and millions of dollars in years, six, seven years contract before they really proved a lot, what much can you do about them? Can you really threaten bench time for guys that are making 17 to $20 million a year and that uh, you know the the guys behind them aren't the same quality player aren't you know don't necessarily have the same tools or same uh, physical or mental you know acuity to be able to go ahead and uh, and help you win a ball game are you are you as a manager are you as a general manager going to be second guessed by everybody including that team if you put somebody that is not as good as the player that's being benched out there and you lose a ball game. I think you're kind of making my point, Bruce, or not even my point. I think that you are helping explain why Pedro Grafol emerged from the group that he emerged from. I think the White Sox are asking themselves that same question. How do you get the most out of players you have already paid? How do you get the most out of professionals who – uh, are already at a point in their careers, perhaps, that they don't have that incentive that a lot of guys do trying to hold on, hang on. And, and you get a manager who is going to demand that on a nightly basis. And not that Tony La Russa How didn't. do you do it, David? How do you do it? How do you not demand it? I mean, I'd answer a question with a question, what, what, Bruce. You, what, you can't what approach is, it any other way. What, what is your alternative if they're not doing that? You bench them. And then you bench put them, in, or you trade them, if, or you get rid of them. Well, it's, it sounds easy, doesn't it? It does. I mean, but... let, let's let's just take let's just take it for an example, um, the third baseman. Okay, so when you talk when you talk about the White Sox, you talk about a guy who has tremendous talent. 2019, this third baseman for the White Sox had what was. A career year, he was in the top five, I think, in MVP voting. He was a five-tool player, uh, hitting home runs, stealing bases, playing great defense. And then since uh, he got COVID in 2020, not the same player. But w- if you have a player like this who um, doesn't doesn't play well, is looks indifferent at times, and uh, isn't playing up to the caliber that he needs to, how do you trade him away? There's $49 million left in his contracts. How do you trade him away and get value? How do you bench him and have somebody else come in and do the same job that you expect him to do? Uh, I, I mean, you're right. You, you try your best to get the most out of the guy, but if the message isn't getting through, you know, you're stuck. Well, okay, but what you do is uh, trading is an extreme. Benching is a possibility. But I think what you continue to try to do organizationally is send that message, and you have to be consistent and persistent, Bruce. I think you get a manager. Here's what you do. You hire a manager with a mindset who's going to come to the park every day sending this message, and listen to what Pedro Grafal had to say about the message he's going to send every single day. We're going to work every day as hard as we can possibly can to kick your ass at 710. That's and that's what? that's what we have to do, and that's what we have to stay focused on. Okay. That's well, what we have hey, to stay focused hey, on. Hey, yes, thank you. Pedro Gafol, Bruce, I know it's not football. I know it's not hockey. But you asked the question. You have to have somebody whose energy and enthusiasm 
is at a peak level every day to get the most out of teams and players who are underachieving. You better identify the right players, David. You better identify the right guys because when they're locked into contracts and they're not giving you what you expected, nobody is going to take them off your hands. You are stuck with the money. You are in a situation where you're going to have to trade contract for contract. Uh, Again, nobody is going to release a guy that has $49 million left. Nobody thinks that uh, Yon Mankata is not a player with tremendous talent, okay? Everybody believes, I mean, he, he probably had five or six game-winning hits uh, throughout the season. Uh, during the middle of the year, he was, uh, you know, toward the end a little bit, he was winning some ball games with base hits. But, you know, again, if, if he gets away with showing bad body language, if he gets away with playing every day without producing, what message is that to everybody else? What does a manager really have to be able to sell on his end as far as, Hey, we're going to uh, do everything we can. We're going to go out there prepared. We're going to kick your ass. Well, when everybody's not in kick-ass mode, you got a problem. Well, you you got a problem. You're right. We're agreeing, Bruce. But you got the manager to make somebody an example. You have to find out ways to send the message, and you can't just accept the fact that you have a roster full of guys right. who are prone to be lazy or lackadaisical. You, what you do, that's what coaching is. That's what managing is, is getting each player to report to work, committed to being a professional that day, every day, and being the same well, approach that day, every day. That's who Pedro Gafol is. That's what we heard on Thursday, and that's what he has to demand from his roster of 26. He might have to demand it, but he's going to have to communicate, and he's going to have to communicate in a way that he can get to these players. And not to please uh, David Haw, Bruce Levine, or 670 The Score, or 670thescore.com, or all the fans of the White Sox out there. He has to be able to sit down with a Mankata and say, look, uh, body language isn't good. Uh, sometimes you look indifferent. Uh, we don't like the way you play defense. Sometimes it looks like you're asleep. Uh, what can we do to make this a more comfortable level for you? So you, uh, you can live up to the fact that you're one of the most talented players in the American League. You have the Oh, you're ability. so nice. You're so nice, you Bruce. The, you're, you have Bruce, ability. Bruce. What can we do no, to, no. to get the best out of you? You don't say, oh, Yoan, you're so good. Oh, Yoan, you're kid, so valued. David? You know what you do? You say, Yoan, you're, you're sending the wrong message. You're extremely talented. You start living up to your potential. You start hustling or else you're going to sit next to me. That's what you say. Do they believe that? They better believe it. If not, they're going to be stuck with a guy who's overpaid and underachieving like they have had the last couple of years from him. So I, you, you have know, to set a standard, I, I just, and then you have to meet in, it. In this day and age, David, I do not believe any player with that type of ability, okay, can just sit on a bench and be there without it deteriorating the entire situation. You have to get to him. You have to communicate to him. You have to do your best that you can to get the most out of him before those games start, not yanking him out during a game where he's looking bad. So, well, again, the ability is that we know the ability is there for Mankata. And this is not only about Yon Mankata. It's about a lot of major league players that uh, people don't get the best out of. But we know the ability is there. Where is the desire to play? Where is the desire to win? Where is the Hawk Harrelson well, will to win? TWTW. 
Maybe they'll find out if the guy is late for infield practice that you want to have each and every day <laughs> right after they get the juice boxes and fruit slices. All right, Bruce, let's just shift gears. We're going to talk about the winter meetings. We're going to talk about the Cubs' intelligent spending. We're going to talk about a lot of things when we come back. But don't forget, 10 o'clock, Ozzie Guillen right here inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. With Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Offseason, I think we said over and over, was to you know, spend intelligently. Um, we wanted to, you know, build a team that could compete. We also wanted to really keep an eye on the future. Um, I don't want to shy away from that. I think, you know, given the moves we made um, last last uh, summer, I think obviously that's the, the prudent thing to do. But I think that by bringing in guys like Stroman, you know, Suzuki, I think we've been able to, uh, to accomplish that. Um, I think we added the most free agents because I think we had, we had a lot of holes in the roster. But um, I think, you know, I'm excited about what we added. And I think we're going to I think we're going to be a, a fun team to watch. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7, the score. Bruce, that was Jed Hoyer. GM meetings in Vegas starting Tuesday. Usually that's to lay the groundwork for future deals. What are the Cubs laying the groundwork for, in your mind, this offseason most? I, I would have to say some a veteran pitcher, uh, maybe a, a veteran left-handed bat. I, I, I think you need to – I'm not talking about 35-year-old guys. I'm talking about guys that, you know, you can trade for or – you know, free agents that aren't superstars that might be able to fit in with your team. Because because we know that uh, player progress, player development is not always linear, David. So do we know next year that uh, Nico Horner is going to be an all-star caliber shortstop? Do we know Christopher Morrell will uh, continue on his track of being a good-looking young player that looks like he's got a chance to be at the very worst, a, a a very good major league player. Is it Thompson and Steele, are they on a linear track to continue to be starting pitchers in this rotation? Uh, I, I think I would be nervous about it myself if I were the Cubs. The, the fact that, yes, we've done a good job of developing. Yes, our guys and our coaches and our manager have done a good job of getting the best out of these guys. But are they going to be continuing to get better and better, and are we really the team that people saw at the end of the year that was nine games over 500 in their last 60 games, or the team that was abysmal at the beginning of the year, one of the worst in the National League? Those are those are things that might keep you up at night if you're a general manager or president mm-hmm. of a team. Uh, they, I think they have to go out and just, David, just get better players. Bruce, we overstate sometimes the copycat nature of teams that have success, like the Phillies in the World Series. They slugged their way there. They are a home-run-driven team. Do you think that will have any impact or influence on the way the Cubs want to shape the roster for 2023? Well, they need more slug. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Finding it, you know, um, outside of their organization. You know, again, would a Matt Mervis be stepping up from 
the minor leagues, the Arizona Fall League, where he's been dominating quite a bit, into the major leagues uh, just like that. Is he, is he the next big slugger for the Chicago Cubs that nobody is really counting on in 2023? Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can base your, your team's success on that. I think you base it on getting more pitching, solidifying your bullpen, and then developing and then eventually bringing in more position players. We know they did it the opposite way the last time. It was more about, you know, developing young position players, signing them, developing them, getting through the minor leagues, high draft picks, you know, the people like Bryant and Schwarber and eventually Happ uh, ended up showing up being, uh, you know, great professional players. So from that perspective, this time around, you know, it's, it's all about the pitching and, uh, I think he'd continue to push on the pitching, get themselves a top uh, uh, professional pitcher who's a free agent or in a trade. I think that would bode well for them. Congratulations to Ian Happ, winner of the Gold Glove this week. Big accomplishment for him in his career. Just another example. You draft a player, you develop him, and look what he becomes. Congratulations to Ian Happ. We'll continue to look at the Cubs' offseason options later in the show. But when we come back, the interview Chicago has been waiting for Ozzie Guillen's first comments on the hiring of Pedro Grifol and his inclusion in the process. They also interviewed Ozzie Guillen. We'll talk to him next. It's Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 